0: Thank mm-hmm. you.
1: Everyone. Welcome to the Daily Grind. My name is Kelly Johnson, your fun and friendly host. We are in episode 34, the very best one yet. Shout out to my podcast network, mm-hmm. Ambiguous Production, and fellow pods on there, including you Mad Bro, the Sam Bustle Podcast, and GDP, Gold Driven Professionals. We're currently in the works, or soon to be, on SoundCloud and iHeartRadio. Well, when there's good news you witness in the world, you share. We all need to see things like this, hashtag create good news, Well now, when there's good people you meet in the world, I say, great, you share them as well. Hashtag Daily Grind. So we all need to hear and connect with talented individuals out there who really make a difference. Thus, today's episode, I have a new special guest on to share her story. So without further ado, let me introduce Grace Fenton. So Stacey uh, Fenton, she goes by Grace and I'd love to hear the story on that, which is really cool. Um, She's a leading educational trainer and tech speaker. She specializes in a lot of different things in the tech area and space, does trainings and workshops across the country. Uh, She's launching two projects down the road and, uh, yeah, overall benefiting lives of young professionals. She currently lives and works in the San Antonio Antonio area. Overall, great person to have on our show today. So welcome, Grace. Hey,
0: how's it going, everybody?
1: Yeah, I'm excited to have you on. So I guess maybe first and foremost, you want to introduce yourselves to our listeners. Um, Do you want to tell us who you are, where you're from, and what you do?
0: Yeah, I'm originally from Detroit, Michigan, and, you know, Motor City has this rap for being like the murder capital of the world, but I would love to be just Motown, because we (laughs) love music. Oh, my goodness. So a lot of my work focuses on digital technology. So even though I don't work for Spotify yet, that's a goal. No, seriously, (laughs) I'm really interested in helping older adult learners Those who have probably retired or are looking to transition their work because they've had a career, makes them want to keep learning and exploring. And so a lot of my training and workshops focus on that.
1: Very cool. Yeah, I guess maybe, uh, I guess first and foremost, to start us off, so I mentioned in the introduction uh, your nickname, Grace, so how that came about?
0: Yeah, so... I'm not sure how many of your listeners have looked into my story, but I went blind back in 2017 and it was crazy because it happened, Kelly, over a weekend.
1: Oh my gosh. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So after about several months, I started to be able to see, and I always just had such a hard time with that song, Amazing Grace. And for the first time, when I was able to see, I started to understand why people love this silly song so much. So that's where I started to experience grace in my life because of being able to see, I mean, who gets.
1: Mm-hmm. You're living the amazing grace. You're yeah. living example.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I just want people to have. Oh, awareness like when they meet people just how much it takes sometimes for somebody to come into their life in the serendipitous moments and embracing that so that's where grace comes from it's more like a nickname but i like to go by it because it just cues people to drop right into that spirit mm-hmm. of growth
1: i like it super motivational and you're such an inspiration thus on the daily girl mm-hmm. yeah And I think to listeners out there, I don't think we ever told our background, but I met um, Grace. Actually, I think you, I think you were blind at the time, um, in 2017. And like I heard a little bit about your story, I was like, I gotta stay in touch with this girl. And you never know, here we are today.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, here we are today. I was actually at that time. I vaguely remember it. I could see a little bit yeah you know just keep on working things will work out and I was definitely overworking myself so Mm -hmm. it it definitely was a crazy time but I'm glad we met oh my goodness the junior chamber international has been such an amazing experience Mm
1: -hmm. yeah junior chamber internationals or for sure JCI a really great organization out there there's a lot of great uh, volunteer organizations that are making a difference out in the world um, yeah, we met we met at one of the conferences uh, We've had a previous guests on our show that was involved in that uh, Richard Lewis. I believe he I believe he was episode five or six uh, So we've come a long ways uh, both of us. So you, you meet a lot of busy young professionals out in the world doing great things uh, Through volunteer and community involvement things of that nature uh, your workplace outside the workplace. So uh, you're a really great example of uh, someone that I've networked with, and vice versa. You could probably attest or have probably hundreds of stories out there of people you've met <laughs> along the way in your life. So Definitely. Far.
0: I think we all have those kinds of stories, especially because I've been in the JCs. That's the nickname for the organization. I've been in um, the Junior Chamber International and in the JCs since 2009. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So <laughs> well, I know some people who know some people, and that's the point of the organization is getting young professionals to network and socialize, so um, enacting change becomes that much easier because you know more hands, less work, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Exactly, and you're very, you're very experienced and seasoned, I guess, in traveling a lot to different places. Uh, moving across the country, doing things like outside the workplace, you want to tell our listeners more about, too, like your recent uh, transition. So you currently reside. I mentioned the intro in San Antonio, but that's you haven't been living there too long, right?
0: No, I moved actually right after Christmas. So my husband and I, we had a house in Detroit, Michigan, and that's my hometown. So it mm-hmm. meant a lot for me to own there. But it came time for us to move. We really wanted to explore more of the country get some more cultural experiences and i lived in japan but i never lived anywhere outside of michigan so we made the decision Mm -hmm. very radical to sell our house and to move across the country in our car to texas Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, that's, no, that's huge. It's a big uh, life transition as well as a big move to lots of effort. Um, Have you finally settled down? Are you in a new house? What's your, yeah, what's your setup?
0: An apartment. One of those reasons is there's a lot of work involved with owning a house. And I just don't want to have to have those Mm -hmm. responsibilities, especially because I travel a lot and I just want to be able to, you know, have more flexibility So we decided not to get a house this time and just to wait and see where we want to live and then decide from there what would be the best place. For our apartment, though, it is probably the most beautiful place that we've ever lived. (laughs) It has so many amenities. And um, I also, right before we moved, decided to downsize. So what that means is instead of having, like, closets of clothes and tons of books I had like three bookcases filled with books oh wow I decided to either gift donate or give away or sell sorry gift donate or
1: mm-hmm. yeah gift donate, All the or ones...
0: sell. yeah yeah
1: oh wow I mean yeah I guess with the with the books you're obviously an avid reader uh do you have any I mean might as well since we're talking about books and reading and what now do you have any recommendations on books or any of your current reads or um ones that you had to gift away uh like a good motivational ones for our our busy young professionals out there
0: yeah i um- really glad that you asked. So one of my favorite books that I've just picked back up is Stop Saying You're Fine by Mel Robbins. Mm -hmm. If you've heard anything about Mel Robbins, I recommend going on YouTube and checking out her TED Talk on the five second rule. But she basically talks a lot about just being honest with where you're at, and moving from that point. When you think about it, that's pretty rational, right? You Mm -hmm. can't get to an airport counter and say, you know, I want to go from Detroit to San Antonio, if you don't know you're coming from Detroit.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like if you're in New York, and you're like, I want to go from Detroit to San Antonio, they'll be like, okay, how are you getting from New York, though? <laughs> <laughs> so you have to know where you're starting from in order to get to where you want to be.
1: Hmm. And mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really well said. Yeah, that's great. Well, I'll for sure put uh, Grace's book recommendation in today's show notes for sure. Um, yeah, you definitely have a really unique background in regards to uh, your current job as well as um, your education, educational background too. Um, I guess maybe one of my first questions is what has – how'd you become interested in, um, you did your undergrad at University of Michigan in Japanese mm-hmm. studies, and then you went to your master's um, as well as did advanced doctor- doctoral coursework in uh, educational leadership at Eastern Michigan University. So yeah, tell, tell me a little bit more, how'd you become interested in doing uh, th- those, um, those majors or those studies in college?
0: Yeah, so I started out um, interested in computer science And I mean, that was pretty logical for my background because I started in computer networking and learning all the tech gadgets and things of our time. And I just want to explore that. I don't know how many people have had that problem, but there's always that one class that's just the struggle bus. And calculus was mine. I had really bad test anxiety and didn't know I had anxiety at the time. But um, all I knew was that I would do really well on the homework, but always fail the exam, like fail with flying colors. And so I had this breakdown in my college counselor's office and said, I don't know what I'm going to do. And they said, you know, maybe you need to explore. Maybe this is your time to figure out what you want to do versus what you have to do. And that's when I started to discover my passion for Japanese language and culture. When I was in high school, I did study Japanese, which is probably really rare in my high school district. Mm-hmm. So um, I started to go back to that feeling of what was it like when I enjoyed doing studying
1: mm-hmm. or
0: enjoyed, you know, schoolwork? I went and got my degree in Japanese language and culture. And then because I had such profound experiences with student affairs professionals at my college, that inspired me to come back and study education. Mm-hmm. So I didn't do the, the kid education, right? The K through 12 kind. I did the adult learning kind where you focus on, you know, college students or people who are already in the workforce who want to continue their education and so I studied what's called educational leadership mm-hmm. with a focus on adult learning and technology.
1: That's great. Yeah, that's a perfect transition, actually, into my next question is, be how is, how is that? Was um, it kind of overlap? Do you use uh, skills, that uh, coursework, and things that you've learned in the classroom to now what you currently do?
0: Oh, definitely. At first, I didn't think I would because it's such a strange field to go into. A lot of people don't go into um, higher education. However, I've learned a lot about adult learning theory. So the way that adults develop, the way that they learn best, and the kinds of motivations that inspire adults to act. And so all that has played such a significant role in what I do and I mean, you can ask any of my students. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think they appreciate me having that background.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. Hands down. Yeah. Um, as a leading educational trainer, do you have, um, I know, yeah, you mentioned you have students. Do you work with different students on a daily basis? Do you, like, yeah, I guess if, I mean, every day is different for you, but can you walk us through, uh, like, a, a day in the life of grace? <laughs> ah. Or I try to.
0: which it's not. (laughs) But I'll do my best. So Mm -hmm. um, I wake up in the morning at about, let's see. Look, I'm actually checking my alarm right now because it wakes me up. Mm -hmm. I don't wake up normally. And for all you evening owls, it's okay because I'm a living example. You can still do a lot and not worry about waking up super duper early. Uh, But I wake up at 7 every day. Mm -hmm. And I stay up till about 1130 midnight. So um, I get a lot of work done because I push my schedule back. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's what works for me. You know, something can work for someone else. So anywho, I wake up at seven o'clock, I pray and meditate. Those are the first things I do.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Like I, if I don't do those, my day is off. Mm -hmm. It's completely off. Mm -hmm. So, um, after I do some meditation and I pray, and I start to make breakfast, I've learned not eating breakfast can completely derail my day. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So it, even if it's oatmeal or something like that, I have to eat something. Um, and then I go out and take my dog on a walk. Because She really, really enjoys it when I take her versus my husband. It's kind of funny. But uh, I take her for a walk, and then I start to work. So I can either work from home, or I can go um, to, like, a co-working space and work with some of my um, colleagues there. Um, I prefer to, like, work in coffee shops or, like, remote. And I start to... Get back into emails, respond to people, um, see what trainings are up for the day, um, visit sites if I need to, like schedule times to visit sites, and um, schedule what time I'm going to read that day. So it could be during lunch, I decide, or it could be in the evening. It kind of depends on whatever my flow is for the day. If I have a lot of meetings, then I'll just do it at the end of the day. If I find I have a gap in my day, then I'll do it during lunch. Mm-hmm. And so then um, I contact the people that I've hired to do some of the training, and I ask them, you know, how did class go today? I do kind of like a rundown of what our goals are and making sure that we're staying on top of our goals for the week. And then I ask them what things they might need from me. So. Whether it's, you know, hey, you know, I really, like, if you talk to the site leads about this persistent issue we keep having with computer availability, Mm -hmm. then I'll say, no worries, I'll email them right now and set a time to schedule that. So that's usually, like, my mid-afternoon time. And then um, during the evening, I am totally off the clock. Like, my schedule is more Hanging out with my dog and my husband, you know, doing something fun like going to the
1: movies
0: or, you know, Mm, just.
1: Yeah, to de-stress basically from the long day.
0: I love being in the sauna.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: (laughs) There's nothing like it.
1: Oh, it's so good, yeah.
0: And yeah, then um, I do an evening meditation. So um, I mentioned to your listeners that I have anxiety. And so I've learned some mechanisms to cope with that or I guess manage it better. And one of those ways has been to meditate. And so I do an evening meditation to still my mind and to help me to remember, you know, like I can let this go. It's the end of the day.
1: Mm-hmm. Very
0: cool. And mm-hmm. once I start meditation, I'm not even looking at my phone anymore. I'm not watching television, like all that's done for the day.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. That's cool. That's, um, I really like it. Very, very, it sounds like you're on top of things, staying organized, uh, able to, you know, coordinate all the needs and every, you know, do your best at your job and optimize, uh, all the times that you've available here and there and, you know, manage stress manage uh, anxiety better. Uh, Very cool. I like it. Um, I
0: will say this. It isn't always easy. So, uh, for example, when we relocated, I thought, oh, yeah, I'll just pick right back up. And it's been kind of hard to do that, especially because the culture in San Antonio is so different from Michigan. So, you know, that's why I tell you that, If there are days, for example, if I don't eat breakfast because I'm rushing Mm -hmm. or I don't meditate, Mm -hmm. I'm completely off and I don't get back on the schedule until I do it. But by that point, I've missed hours in the day, you know? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So it's day by day, just learning how to take care of myself and make sure that I'm honoring the things that I need to do for myself.
1: Mm Mm-hmm yeah i was gonna ask there's we do have a good amount of listeners out there that have the just graduated college or you know moving from their first job to their second job making that transition in careers or moving to another state or another city do you have uh yeah yeah do you have yeah do you have like good uh takeaways for them some advice that would be experienced uh, the pat recently that you could share with our listeners out there.
0: I'm just gonna lay this right here. Do your research. <laughs> <laughs> like I had all this like fun idea thinking about what it would be like living in a different place and completely picking up and moving across the country. And I will say a lot of it has been like pleasant surprises, but there were some unexpected things that came up like just about like, oh yeah, healthcare is like really hard to get in Texas. I didn't know that, but I could have planned that differently. You know, so just things like that, I think is really important. If you're just graduating and you want to build some stability quickly, mm-hmm. do your research before. Mm -hmm.
1: yeah definitely did you know like let's maybe let's rewind a little bit like I don't know five to ten years did you know or foresee yourself moving outside of Detroit since you grew up there
0: yes Mm -hmm. so I knew I wanted to live in Japan when I graduated college I was interviewing for a job to work and live in Japan and I met my husband he was my boyfriend at the time and that's when I decided that you know I used to be here or to see how this relationship is going to work because we were only dating for like three months at that point so I decided to stay in the states and I guess you know what happens from there
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly good things good things many many good things
0: Uh, Sorry, I I would leave.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Did you know or did you foresee yourself moving uh, to Texas or more southern (laughs) area of U.S.?
0: No. So this is how things were for my family. When I said that I was going to move to Texas, they were like, you're moving to, like, I don't know, a place where there's lots of rednecks. And I was like, oh, my goodness, are you serious? (laughs) But that was how we grew up is... Everything else is different and weird and Michigan is the only best place in the world. So really breaking out of that is <laughs> so different from my family. So so different. But if you don't want to be here, you can just make a choice to be somewhere else. You're <laughs> mm-hmm. not stuck. Mm-hmm. Never stuck.
1: Yeah, there's there's always room for change. I think over just yeah, over the years, I think it's been uh like the market or just just in general you're able to more flexibility i think or there's more options available to you know make it easier to you know move to across the u.s technology has changed as you can tell you're working in that area so you could Mm -hmm. probably know first end or you know doing all these trainings and workshops across across the country like you probably know what or you probably know what the trend is and what people are doing and how things are happening and how fast things are happening too.
0: Well, one of the things I'm working on right now is getting my training across the country by way of um, online courses. So um, I do study a lot when it comes to the trends in different areas and what are the hottest topics for older adult learners.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, when I think of the type of things I was doing when I was advising college students, I remember it was just understanding that it's really important to know what you want
1: mm-hmm.
0: and got to take time to figure that out. If you don't take time to figure that out, someone else will determine what you want for you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And who does, who wants somebody to tell them what they want, you know?
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so,
0: so it's really important, I think, um, for your listeners or just for anybody to, Take that time to, and this is like an ongoing thing, because at first, like I said, when I graduated, or even before I graduated college, when I started college, I wanted to be a computer scientist. When I graduated college, I wanted to be an interpreter, in Japanese language. Mm-hmm. When I was two years out from my undergraduate degree, I wanted to go back and be a student affairs dean, somebody who was over all the student affairs college activities, of a university researcher, a faculty member at a college or university. You know, so these things kind of change. And I think what we need to start embracing is the fact that generations aren't focused on, let me get into a job and stay there for 30 years. Like, that's a totally different mindset than what the generations are into now. And I think that will help a lot of college students to know that whatever you decide while you're in college... It may not be what you ultimately love to do in life, but it's a good start. Take what you can from that experience and see how you can use those skills and transfer that knowledge into the next thing you end up doing.
1: Exactly. Really well said there. I can relate. I know a lot of our listeners out there can relate. Yeah, college is a really good starting point. I think it helps you uh, open up your horizon in regards to, or just kind of self-discovery, what you're interested in, what you're passionate about. But you you touched on it, like your interests can change over time, and things that you're like the more doors that you're opening up to, the more experience you have out out uh outside the workplace, in the workplace, people that you meet, um can definitely impact uh or have an influence on you positively. Sometimes negatively, but for the most part, positively, depending on where you go. And um, you just grow as an individual. And um, you're a great example on the daily ground. Uh, And that's what we're trying to do with our show, too. Just be able to tell our listeners out there, do something you're passionate about and don't be afraid of Mm -hmm. change.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that fear thing is a really big thing, Kelly. I think that um, when I was coming out of college and even... A few years after college, I had a lot of fear that I didn't have enough experience or I didn't have enough education to do the things that I want to do. And I just want to say that is BS, okay? Mm-hmm. I worked at places because I originally started out with software development, wanting to be a computer science major, mm-hmm. um, but I actually went back to that. And this was right before I went into digital literacy because I lost my vision. And then when I got it back, I was like, oh, my goodness, all the stuff I had to learn again through accessibility skills. I want to be able to teach that and help people that are isolated from technology to learn it. But before that, I went back into computer science and software development, and I got employed at one of the biggest mortgage companies in the world. And as I was working there, I found out that the guy who was my supervisor's supervisor did not have a college degree. Mm -hmm. And I only say that because I thought I needed to have all these credentials in order to be a leader in my industry. And this guy was doing it. And he didn't have a bachelor's degree. So... I mean, whatever you come out with with your degree or even if you're in a trade program or something like that, this is like the knowledge economy. This is the opportunity to say, what do I know? What skills do I have? And how can I help somebody else to build this? Because there's always somebody who wants to know what you know. And Kelly, I think that's how there's so many opportunities to live abroad or to relocate or to do different things. Um, that were not previously available Mm -hmm. but of course there's different groups and things to support that kind of work if you want to do remote travel uh, while working you know like on something digitally there's like slack channels and different facebook groups or instagram um, pages that you can join to just get more information and to keep up with a community of folks Mm
1: -hmm. that will
0: help you along that way but it definitely is about doing research and knowing what you want
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, Grace, did you do, um, study abroad back in college or, um, have you done remote, uh, like work working remote before?
0: Yeah. So I worked, um, as an English teacher, like teaching English as a second language online, Mm -hmm. but I also lived in Japan for a year and then I went back and did study abroad again in Japan, but that one was only for a month. And then I did study abroad again in Mexico City, Mexico.
1: Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah. Very. Wow. Definitely global traveler over here. Um. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and you were asking if I ever thought I would get out of Detroit. Yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's like, oh, yeah. Number of times. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've only been out of the country once, but we're getting there. It's a start. You know, I'm overcoming getting there eventually but yeah I guess with the current situation today's world um yeah I guess since it's a really hot topic as well um and you being in the educator and tech space uh with the whole um the coronavirus going on right now do you have like a insider or do you have like do you see trends out um how it's impacting your industries that you work in Oh,
0: definitely. Mm -hmm. So um, I don't know if anyone's noticed, but a lot of conferences are being disrupted. Either they're canceling altogether, they're postponing, or they're going virtual. The virtual space, I I can't stress it enough, the importance of knowing some skills when it comes to technology, Mm -hmm. whether it's just learning how to video conference or put yourself out there online and do, like, some live videos or something, uh, that kind of skill is really valuable. Because think about it. If you were an expert in your field, mm-hmm. you built up the skills, and you wanted to present in one of these big conferences, and then they gave it to you, they gave you space to do it, you'll be so thrilled, and then you'll find out life happens. We have to put this online. Mm-hmm. How does that change what you are going to do? And for some people, they're like, oh, that wouldn't change it at all. I bet when you get on that <laughs> screen, you're going to see that you really need to prepare. So it, it definitely is advantageous to learn some kind of technology skills. And I know it sounds like I'm talking to the choir because they say, oh, yeah, the newest generation and millennials, a little older, they all know how to use technology, but there's Specific uses of technology that can make you money.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Learn those skills, okay? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Not yeah. just to kind of like vent your frustrations to your friends. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it's definitely. I think. Yeah, that some people assume just having like the technology skills. Technology is a big word. Like, I mean, that's so many different outlets: video conferencing, uh, talking on like podcasting, for instance.
0: Yeah, um, which could, is totally a skill.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I didn't have that skill. I, I could tell if you asked me the question, I don't know, a couple of years ago, if I was going to start a podcast, I probably didn't even have that in my head, to be honest. Mm-hmm. So just learning as you go and just being able to, uh, it's a very, lots of being an effective communicator, uh, being able to tell your brand story, your own personal story, uh, marketing's key. Um, a lot of different traits go into, you know, just the small things, small projects that you work on really uh lots of key components you gotta think think stuff through and over time you become skilled and acquainted to doing it but um it it takes time to develop something that you really 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 like doing Mm -hmm.
0: all right so kelly i have something really special for your listeners okay i have like the top five list of things that you should do if you're going into the real world you ready yes
1: i'm ready for this (laughs) let's go (laughs) You have to insert, like, a drum roll here or something, yeah. These
0: are things that I wish I had when I came out into the real world and I I fell flat on my face.
1: Perfect. This is awesome. You listeners out there, you better better listen up here. Grace, here we go.
0: (laughs) All right. The top five things that you need to have to go into the real world Mm -hmm. number one like i said know what you want this is so important i know a lot of students that i mentored and that um, i advised they were honor students which meant they were the ones that were told they can do anything because they're so good at everything Mm -hmm. but then these were the number one students that would come into my office and say i don't know what i want i don't know what i want to do because everything, I could do it well. So, what do I do? <sighs> In order to learn this about yourself, it takes like just sitting down with yourself. I know a lot of people are like, Can I read a book? Can I do this? I do recommend reading. Reading is one of those skills that sharpens your brain over time. There's lots of research out there that says if you want to stay healthy over time, read. Read a lot. If you want to be successful, read, read a lot. So I recommend reading, mm-hmm. but get to know yourself mm-hmm. outside of just being around people all the time. Yep. Now, the second skill having a mentor. Oh, yeah. <laughs> having- yeah yeah did you have one kelly
1: yes i've been on both i've been on both sides of the on the mentorship i guess i remember back in uh business school i signed up for it was cool they had a student club uh madison mbm madison business mentors so i signed up as a freshman or sophomore or junior Actually, i think i was in a couple years but they they touched me with my majors in finance and management partnered partnered me up with someone that was in the industry and that was awesome got to you know learn more about that job different skills I needed um just kind of what what would be after, after my college career and then actually since graduating now I'm on the flip side so I'm a mentor in that program so helping out those mentees that I once was so I'm assuming you've you've had mentors too yes yeah
0: I've had mentors, and like you said, I've also been on the mentee side, and I didn't have mentors when I was in college. I thought college was supposed to be about getting a college degree, Mm -hmm. and I heard this thing about having a network and building friends so that you can, like, be each other's peers one day, Mm -hmm. but I didn't really take any of that in. I was like, people are five, but I got to get good grades, and I got to graduate. Do you know Kelly Mm -hmm. C's get degrees? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> did you know that
1: I think- did you know
0: a 2.0 is the same as a 4.0 when you look at a degree because the degree does not have a GPA
1: that's a, that's a true statement on my resume it does not list my GPA mm-hmm. <laughs> because at the end of the day the only
0: thing that matters is you graduate you know what um, what the person in law school who's the lowest in their class has in common with a person who has the highest GPA and most accolades. I
1: don't know. Uh, I don't know.
0: It's called a JD, a Juris Doctorate, a degree. Mm -hmm. Somebody telling them, you can practice law. (laughs) (laughs) That's the only thing that I want to stress with this part is having a mentor helps you to know it's okay to sometimes stumble. It's okay to work through what you want. Get what you need to get at the end of the day mm-hmm. so that you can build a network or you can build support to move on to the next step. Mm-hmm. Yep. And they've done it. They got the experience. They got connections in the industry that'll help you. And that goes into my third point, Kelly, which is get some volunteer experience.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. It's Undervalued because sometimes volunteering, people are like, oh, I'm giving my time and I want to get paid. Listen, (laughs) Mm -hmm. some of the best experiences are volunteer. Kelly and I talked about earlier being a part of the Junior Chamber International. Mm -hmm. There are people I can contact right now and ask them for help in my industry or ask them for help personally. And I know they'll be there. Why? Because we volunteer together. Mm -hmm. we support the same causes
1: yeah very well said yeah volunteer is such a good you you gain a lot of like interpersonal skills leadership opportunities let's say if your job if you're right out of college you're obviously not being a manager right away so being able to volunteer on a different community organization be a part of their board you can gain those leadership experiences that's one great example of being a volunteer lots of great benefits of volunteering and two, it's something we touched on earlier, know what you want. So it also, once you know what your, what your passion is or what you enjoy doing, if you don't have a immediate, like um, your job doesn't immediately fulfill that need, you can volunteer in another organization until you are able to get that job that's of interest. It helps, you know, connect that path and achieve that end result.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, volunteering is the Holy Grail. You get to know what you want to do and what you don't want to do. You get to get mentoring and mentor other people. And you get business network contacts. Even if you're not that networking geek who loves being around people and exchanging business cards, just by way of, you know, I I was a couple of people's drinking buddy, but we also did a lot of great work together. Mm -hmm. And because we did all that, Now we can have a network where anything happens. We're there for each other. Mm -hmm. No questions asked.
1: Exactly. It's usually for a good cause, too. Mm -hmm. It's always for a good cause. Like, we raise
0: money for um, the Ronald McDonald house in Ann Arbor just by doing like spaghetti dinners and um, 5K races and um, haunted houses. Mm -hmm. Like, the JCs are known for haunted houses across the country. Oh, for sure. a lot of that money goes towards very beneficial projects working with seniors and doing work to clean up their homes or to beautify landscapes around senior communities, uh, helping kids that have cancer in a hospital by encouraging them sending them cards during holidays or bears. Um, you know, giving back to veterans and creating care baskets for them during the holidays and spending time with them. you know there's lots of things. I can go on forever yeah. describing that I've been a part <laughs> of it with the JCs and the cool part about it is you get to develop mm-hmm. through volunteer work. You get to, as Kelly said, take mm-hmm. on leadership roles, like being on a board of directors. Mm-hmm. That is huge. Big. You could be a young person mm-hmm. and say, I was the chairman of my board.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lots of great experience. Yeah. Yeah. Grace and I, Look, I could vo- the mic. yeah, Grace and I, <laughs> I could just like go on for days. I think I'm both of us have a very good volunteer experience background. Uh, JCs outside of the JCs, I started my own nonprofit. I'm part of this past week I was um, I volunteer on the Chicago Tennis Patrons. We're now we just I just did name change. It's uh, Chicago Serve and Return. And we help nice. out, yeah. We help out underprivileged. I love that. Yeah, underprivileged youth to you know providing them tennis opportunities in the Chicago area, and uh, yeah, we just had this big gala, and uh, it was a huge success. But now we're able to you know open up doors for other young individuals out there, and through of uh, through volunteering. And two on top of it, I'm secret. I'm currently a secretary on that board. So yeah. Here we go. Real-life yeah. real, real, life example. real life
0: examples. Real-life
1: <laughs> yeah. examples. Okay. Anyhow. And move, then move, I have
0: two yeah, more. Yeah, more. Moving right. ahead. we so,
1: got we to we get the stop five down. What's What's our number four, Grace?
0: Alright. we got be prepared and organized. Mm-hmm. Can I tell you how important this is? <laughs> yes, it
1: is. Mm-hmm.
0: Being prepared means going and doing some proactive work. It means plotting out what the steps are towards your goals. It means having a structured way of approaching a task. And a lot of employers, they wanna see that you can handle pressure and that you can manage people and that you can handle your time in a fast paced environment. Being prepared allows you to think ahead and organizing. So the the step is be prepared and organized thrown at you that you're not going to be able to organize and prepare in advance but once you have those skills you can apply them on the spot this is called exercising a muscle Mm -hmm. building habits that will allow for you to handle any situation that comes your way and I wish when I graduated I knew the importance of being prepared and organized I used to chronically come to work late Mm -hmm. thinking it didn't matter if I were a couple minutes late here and there, I, in terms of organization would forget people's names.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. And I just said, Oh, you know, I'm sorry about that. And just keep forgetting the same people's names until finally one of my first supervisors who actually became my mentor sat me down and told me, you know, the kind of impression that you give to people is how they work with you. If they think that they can't depend on you because you say you're going to be at, you're not going to get promoted. You're not going to get the things that you want. And if you're not organized, if we keep giving you things and you know, you're not managing your time well, you're also not going to get promoted. In fact, that might put us into question as to why you're still here.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And you know, the way that you handle these kind of conversations, cause they happen all the time, you know, as you start to develop, you'll notice that, oh, yeah, there's some things I need to work on. Um, being prepared and organized, I would ask myself this question. Was I prepared for this? Could I have been prepared for this? And then how can I organize things in such a way that the next time I will be prepared for this?
1: Yeah, exactly. That, that's great. Those three questions, and two. Let's say, let's say you don't really have a background in organization. You you don't make your bed every day. Things like that. Um, you, you know, just look around you. Your coworkers, your friends. Think of all the people that you know that they seem organized, and just ask like, Hey, what how what's your best tips on you know being organized? How can I improve here? Uh, ask for feedback people are more than welcome to give you feedback to you know improve yourself and and that helps in overall getting prepared I think mm-hmm. yeah
0: I totally agree with that mm-hmm. definitely especially because you know there's things that you can ask somebody even your friends and they'll tell you
1: mm-hmm.
0: like hey you know like I noticed that you hesitate a lot I really want you to go ahead and like do something that you're passionate about without having to ask somebody for whether or not this is a good idea. Your friend will tell you that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: And they love you. You would rather hear it from them, honey, than hear it from the real world.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah.
0: Sure. Uh, the last thing I would say mm-hmm. is financially have a plan. Mm-hmm. i didn't have a plan i didn't have i remember when i graduated it was maybe two weeks before graduation someone asked me so what are you doing after graduate and i said i don't know (laughs) have my degree i don't know i didn't have a job lined up i didn't know where i was gonna live i had no plan okay And yes, that could go into the be prepared and organized part, and my mentor definitely would have steered me towards having a plan. But a lot of it was based off the fact that financially, I didn't grow up in an advantageous environment. My parents, because we didn't have a lot of money, they would think of, you know, what funds do I need today to survive today's problems? So it was very near focused. So that's kind of how I took life until I graduated college and I didn't have a place to live.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: I would say that your situation may not be as extreme as mine. You might have a place to live. You might have somebody that can help you pay for bills or something like that. But eventually you're going to want to say, you know, I want to meet up with my friends. I'm going to meet up with my friends and do X, Y, Z. Mm-hmm. And guess what? That takes money. Mm-hmm. So I recommend starting a savings account and going to a credit union near your school or a bank and learning budgeting. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. You hit the nail on the head there. Uh, lots of things in regards to, you know, having that financial plan, uh, investing, you know, baby steps to making the big steps. Again, similar to organization. If you don't have a background in finance, uh, there's a lot of great free resources out there. Uh, again, yeah. I would I would like if you don't have a background, I would ask like family, friends, people that you know that they they seem like they have their have their finance, you know, hat on, ask them for tips and tricks. What's what's the first steps I can take? There's a lot of great resources out there nowadays. Technology is definitely improving the way how we communicate and how we can learn more about this. Mm-hmm
0: order to know what you want, I recommend going to your academic advisor and working through some of the ideas you have, your different goals and things like that. Always use your academic advisor. You've paid them already through your tuition. <laughs> the second thing, when I said mentors, usually your career center at your college or university will have a mentor-mentee matching service. Go over to your career center and get connected to that. Even if you've recently graduated, you can still get connected to this. And it will allow for you to have referrals every time you go to get a job. Mm -hmm. Next, with volunteering, as we mentioned, the Junior Chamber International is, as we said, international. So wherever you go, you can find a chapter that will allow for you to build skills, create friendships, and learn how to have high impact. Mm -hmm. Being prepared and organized, there's endless tools out there. I'm not going to go through an exhaustive list. Be organized. Tools to use to be organized. Tools for organization, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And finally, um, the last point, ah, having a financial plan, as I mentioned, go to a credit union. Because I know every credit union has a financial budgeting program. It's free but your bake can also offer this as well but you got to ask all these take is asking
1: mm-hmm. yeah exactly feel free to ask questions there's never a dumb question out there and people are more than welcome to have a smiling face and that's their job too that's that's what that's what their strengths at and that's what they're looking to do they want to help you out in the long run um, I guess, too, with the financial plan, I'll just add on as well, let's say your first job out of college or your sixth or 10th job out of college, uh, usually your HR department has or whatever the 401k or whatever investment tools they have, they have recommendations or they can pinpoint you to how to, you know, add on, save a little bit more each month or whatever your your uh, period goal is in mind. Mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm. And a lot of those, like, jobs that you go into right after graduating, you'll notice that uh, they'll ask you, oh, do you want to sign up for a 401k? And people around you will say, oh, it's a great idea, and I definitely recommend it. You should sign up for your 401k at your work. But the plan is not set up for somebody who just came out of college. Mm -hmm. They're set up for people who are about to retire. So you have to meet with your financial advisor if you sign up for one of these plans and get an idea of what kind of risk tolerance. I know this is a buzzword, right? But uh, risk tolerance you have as somebody who's young and can spend a little bit more and wants to go more aggressive in the market. And I know that's drilling down into some detail, but the point is you have support everywhere you go. If you know one person, you know 100 people because that person will know a person knows a person
1: exactly yeah it's all about connecting it's all about meeting people you know I even said in the pre-intro you know if there's good people you meet in the world I would say great you want to share with them you want to learn from them you want to connect with them and that's what I'm doing with Grace here and she's helping you all out here listeners so (laughs) (laughs) and and me too and me too (laughs)
0: Listen, if I could do it all over again, follow all these steps, you know why? Because I have the hindsight to, you know, how they say 2020 20 is hindsight. Mm-hmm. I have 2020 20 hindsight, mm-hmm. and I know for a fact these things would have changed. No question about it. Mm-hmm. It yeah. took me a lot longer to figure out my life because I didn't have these things in place.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you, thank you for sharing. Yeah, top five. We're gonna definitely put this in sh- the show notes for today as well. <clears throat> Gracie mentioned you're working on, uh, you're launching two projects this spring. Do you want to s- tell us a little bit more about about those projects and what you're what's on your daily grind right now?
0: Oh yeah, so um, I'm doing a project about um, kindness, and this came about because started thinking about the generation that I came from, which was the Mr. Rogers generation, right? Mm -hmm. Where it was all about getting to know your neighbor and get to know people. And I thought, wow, we really don't have opportunities outside of college to get to know people. So how do we build that into the social structure for adults? And so I'm working on two projects. And the idea is that people will send letters to each other That are unsolicited, so (laughs) they're not like spam, but they're more like you know, encouragement letters. Letters about keep going, you're doing a great job, and personalized so that the person receiving it doesn't think that it's spam, but thinks, Oh wow, a friend just sent me something. Yeah, a friend did, a friend that doesn't even need to know you. Mm -hmm. That's great. Yeah, so that's the first one. Um, the second one is, um an adult meetup after five, I've I, I t- called it show and tell after five. Uh, and the idea is that, you know, we were kids when we did show and tell, where we brought in something from home and we described its meaning to us and its sentimental value and shared that among our groups. Why can't we create something like that now? But this time let's share things that inspire and encourage us.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I really, I really like both of those projects. It definitely, um, it it brings people together. Um, it's very positive. Um, very like it's, it's, it's really great stuff out there. And I think it brings people together and hopefully motivates them and we meet connections, meet different people that you have similar interests in, uh, things Mm -hmm. that we need out there. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and that's the goal. It's to get people that want to share common information or just learn how to work with other adults in a non-professional capacity. Be friends, hang out, Um, a way to start the conversation. So sometimes we can get scared to meet new people because we don't know what to say to them. We don't know what we have in common. You know, start by sharing something that you're passionate about and see who else is passionate about it. And guess what? if you're both passionate about it, you now have something to talk about.
1: Mm-hmm, exactly. Yeah, I guess, I mean, we kind of touched on this. It's, so, it's good transition. Uh, what are some things that you like to do outside of work besides a uh, show and tell?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I love going to the park near me and um, taking a hike. Mm-hmm. Um, there are so many beautiful parks in San Antonio, Texas. Uh, But there's one near my house that um, you could do a nice, like, five-mile loop. And it's just beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. And so I take a lot of time just going there, reflecting, um, doing my lunch meditation, you know, anything that will help me to just refocus on what's important in life. And so I really enjoy that space. And um, I enjoy playing with my dog as a matter of fact we have a little social group in our apartment complex Mm -hmm. where um, several of us get together and we take our dogs for walks and so it's just so cool because we have a dog park in our apartment complex where everybody can come together and we have our dogs on leashes and we can go for walks Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and so it's hilarious (laughs) and then I also like cooking oh my gosh mm-hmm. I'm not that great of a baker but I can really cook some stuff <laughs> so I make a lot of like macaroni and cheese and things like that I don't try to eat a lot of it but I definitely make it and then I call up my friends in Converse and I say hey Converse is a little city outside of San Antonio mm-hmm. but I'll say hey I got some extra food <laughs> mm-hmm
1: that's great yeah you're cooking you're bringing the community together i like it that's that sounds good i'm gonna have to come come visit soon i've actually never been to san antonio i've been like surrounding areas i've been to like dallas and like fort worth and austin texas but uh yeah austin is
0: wonderful i know they canceled South by southwest but Mm -hmm. if you come here oh my goodness you always got a place Mm
1: -hmm.
0: always you can stay with me always
1: Good to know. Yeah, your dog your dog Molly seems friendly too, so
0: <laughs> friendly, friendly. She loves a lot of pets though. Get ready.
1: <laughs> I'm g- I'm good with dogs. <laughs> All
0: right.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty I make pretty good first impressions with pets, people's pets, so we'll be good.
0: All right, we're depending <laughs> on you. <laughs>
1: we'll see we'll see down the road hopefully hopefully i can tra- hopefully i can travel. no hopefully i can travel soon d- despite the situation because there's a lot of different travel stuff going on so hopefully hopefully down the road w- yeah, i'll open die-
0: invitation
1: yeah open invitation yeah. we'll stay in touch for yeah. sure yeah yeah yeah, speak- yeah speaking of travel or just uh daily grind uh what's coming up uh grace in the upcoming weeks uh later this year what's on your radar <laughs>
0: So um, I'm actually going to be sending into an opportunity where I'll be working with um, an organization called Older Adult Technology Services as a community coordinator. So my goal to train other technology specialists to hold classes for seniors and helping them to learn skills that will engage them into life after retirement. And to create resources that will spark some partnerships in the community. So I'm excited. To have two initiatives that I have lined up, like kind uh, Anonymous Kindness Notes and Show and Tell After Five.
1: Yeah, you definitely, definitely stay busy, doing a lot of great things out there in the world. Really exciting projects you have going on for sure. Thank you. Yeah. I'm
0: excited.
1: Yeah. Um Also, Grace, you have a word of the day to motivate our listeners out there.
0: Yes. So um, it's more like a
1: phrase. Don't get on me for this. Oh, no, that's perfect. Yeah, yeah.
0: But uh, what I say to myself every morning is all that I need is within me now. Mm -hmm. And I say that to myself because um, sometimes at different points in my career, I've struggled with self-confidence and esteem. And feeling like I don't have enough to be credible. I don't feel like I have enough. Starting my morning off, saying all that I need is within me now. And holding my chest and my heart, feeling that. It helps me to recenter on the fact that I have everything within me. Mm -hmm. And people who are around me, who are mentoring me, who are giving me feedback, they're just bringing these qualities out more. Mm-hmm. When I read, it's just enhancing the skills I already have.
1: Yeah, that's that's great. I I like it. Thank you, thank you for sharing. That's really great motivation uh, for the week and for this episode too. Grace, how about this? How can our listeners reach out to you after today's podcast?
0: Well, to encourage professionality mm-hmm. I would say get in contact with me via. LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. So that's linkedin.com forward slash in forward slash Stacy M. Fenton.
1: Stacy M. Fenton. Perfect. We will put uh, Grace's contact info in today's show notes as long as the top five things we need in going into the real world and all the great content and all the great tips and tricks and things that she's you know Educate us on in this in this episode 34 which is awesome
0: Girl, we did a lot in this episode
1: yeah. we did a lot <laughs> this is jam-packed full of good stuff It's like gooey mm-hmm. goodness so um yeah thanks again for tu- tuning in today's episode and a big thank you to grace for being our podcast when it comes to sharing my story be sure to follow the daily grind at kjf daily grind on instagram and me, your host at kelly j Lefty on instagram or twitter Be sure to go to our podcast network website, ambiguousproduction.com, for more content such as You Mad Bro, The Sam Bustle Podcast, and GDP, Goal Driven Professionals. Listen on Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. Until next time, my name is Kelly Johnson, and have a great day. Have a good one. You are my episode thirty four, so which is really cool. Um, yes, the miracle on episode thirty four street. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I should I should put that. <laughs>